Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, what a surprise. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Lorenda Gonzalez departing the California State Assembly. I think tomorrow's her last day. And then the, just coincidentally, the... Great union gig starts. No offense if you're a union member. This is this is the one that a few weeks ago into the holiday season, there were denials all over the place, especially from the person who had the job <laughs> that she's now taking. Apparently, she's more essential than whoever that was in the job. But yes, she's uh, stepping down, Lorena Gonzalez-Fletcher, from the legislature for a new position as chief executive of the California Labor Federation. So, got the union job perfectly suited for her. Absolutely. Because, you know, they also, I'm sure, help guide those political donations. Isn't that cozy? Chair Nathan Fletcher is uh, up for re-election this year. We'll, we'll watch that closely. Also, some news on uh, the former president. It's a new year, so they, they rotate who gets to be president. But San Diego Unified Schools' Richard Barrera, who's often on the show, who's now you know a board of trustee member because he rotates off uh, from the presidency, and they have one of the other members. Now, as president, the name escapes me who has it now, but um, he was asked on KUSI this morning uh, on television about, well, uh, you know, parents with all these booster shot uh, pressures and tests. And uh, he basically is saying he doesn't really have any sympathy for parents uh, concerned about the district, even though vaccinated people are testing positive in large numbers, vaccinated people, too. Barrera is still saying you need to get your booster shots. And there's talk that they may uh, pull back, pause for a little bit on youth sports in San Diego Unified. So it often mirrors the overreaction happening at L.A. Unified. Coincidental? I don't think so. But we'll keep you posted on that. Oh, and uh, someone who appears to be the president, Joe Biden, is supposed to speak in about an hour about Omicron. Now, Omicron is ebbing in many places, but that's not going to stop Biden from reminding us, get vaccinated, get your booster, wash your hands. Uh, saying happy birthday twice when you're washing your hands, or we'll probably go back to that soon, too. And even though the rest of the world is kind of on the downward part of Omicron and in the mild cases, but that doesn't mean there can't be some hysteria on the almost the eve of the January 6th attack on the Capitol. So watch the distractions coming up out of that today. Somebody who understands what goes on in the Capitol is Daryl Issa, congressman in what for the moment has been the 50th district, but now with redistricting, it's what, 48th now that they're done carving? Is that right, Daryl? Well, Mark, just go to the show. You can recycle anything. I began my career in the 48th Congressional <laughs> District. Uh, and about a third of this district that is now called the 48th was the 48th when I took over from uh, Congressman Ron Packard. Uh, so Temecula, Marietta, Bonzel, Fallbrook, all those uh, San Diego and Riverside County communities we're in the original 48. So, yes, what is old is new. Uh, I will represent over 90 percent of this new district I have represented during some time during my rise from the 48th to the 49th to the 50th. And now back to the 48th numerically, but more or less 
always representing San Diego and Riverside and sometimes pieces of Orange County. Uh, You mentioned something, though. You mentioned KUSI. I was watching KUSI yesterday, uh, and as they went through the terrible situation with COVID, I noticed that they said that last week there was only one person admitted to ICU with COVID. Uh, and it, I looked at it, and I, I have TiVo, so I reran it a couple times right, to right. realize, yes, the number of people, when tested, who test positive, continues to rise, uh, almost like the number of people who, you know, if you ask them in their life if they ever tripped on the stairs, would say yes, just not as often as Joe Biden at one time. <laughs> and uh, so. Well, now, you bipartisan and fair. So did Gerald Ford, Republican, back in the day. A lot of tripping going on. You know, they're yeah, they're mere mortals, you know. So it does it does happen. Although I think he he tripped and or hit his head a different time, ah. not all at once. But in either case, it was so profound to me that wait a second, we're not celebrating just as we're not celebrating that the military is ninety five percent vaccinated. Instead, we're throwing out anyone who isn't. We're not celebrating that this new version of what I'm going to start calling a bad cold, uh, because it really is becoming like that. It is becoming something that you get, you're not happy with, and you get over it, uh, and you don't die. And out of a you know a county of over two million people, one person admitted to ICU. Uh, we should be celebrating that, and we're not. Well, we got three point uh, three million, I think, in the the whole general area. That's a lot, especially when we look at these numbers. And the other thing to remember when we talk about hospital beds, and I know there's a lot of alarm about about uh, again this. Uh, this just non-coincidental issue that you got people out, whether it's the first responders, the fire rescue department in San Diego, or uh, beleaguered uh, doctors, nurses, uh, ER personnel of one sort or another, um, get, getting overwhelmed because people are going there for, for the sniffles. Um, the other part of that is just like you mentioned with the military, because of these vaccination mandates with a minority of people who are serving in those roles and who are heroes, we were told, and they are. Through the first, you know, almost two years of this, and now now many are getting bumped out of their jobs. So it's not a mystery as to why the staff that happens to be working in any particular place is overwhelmed. Um, and, and again, Biden may get a, a curveball thrown at him from the courts this week on that. Uh, maybe he'll mention some of that when he speaks in an hour about Omicron. But uh, there's a lot going on here. And then, of course... On Thursday, it's the one-year anniversary of the attack on the Capitol. Congressman Darrell Issa with us here on the Mark Larson Show on AM 760. Um, you know how this plays. This is, uh, I know there's talk about maybe the National Guard will have to step up a little more. They, just like the theater that they did, beyond what was necessary for security, the guardsmen and women were back there for, what, weeks after January 6th? And there was always this talk that somehow those crazy Republicans or anybody who didn't vote for Biden was going to storm the Bastille, if you will, again. So we're back to that? We're back to that. Uh, we will be recognizing it far longer than we rep- recognize September 11th, uh, when an actual plot by terrorists, uh, backed by uh, you know foreign money, uh, truly attacked America and killed thousands. Uh, look, I was there on January 6th. I was there trying to do my constitutional duty. Uh, those bad actors actually made it harder for us to point out the irregularities in voting, 
uh, that this state tried to do and other states successfully did that may have, in fact, had an outcome on the election uh, because they acted unconstitutionally. That's the fact. That's the reason I voted the way I voted on January 6th. But, yes, it's a problem. Every day that someone says, well, you should have changed your vote because of the attack. And it's like, look, I'm not changing my vote, even if it means somebody shoots me. That's part of your duty. Uh, You know, the people that signed the Declaration of Independence, half of them were dead by the time we became a country. Uh, My price is small. But the January 6th will be remembered incorrectly. It will not be remembered as a day in which the Speaker of the House didn't have the security she should have had, Bingo. even though she was warned. Yep. She, it will be a day in which, uh, well, the president had a peaceful protest on one side. People who weren't even listening to the president came down and did terrible things. And I, I saw part of it from inside, but I saw more of it from my office where I could look down on the wrongdoing. Right. And all of us have to denounce that. But, you know, Mark. Just a reminder, Nancy Pelosi will not talk about the 19 or 20 cities, including the District of Columbia, that were pillaged and burned for months throughout the summer leading up to it by people on the other side who were also doing very wrong things. Now, those were peaceful protests, Daryl. I say, you know that. And they would say, if Nancy Pelosi was here right now, I'd be shocked. But if she was sitting right here, she'd say, those were peaceful protests, Daryl. You might as well call them sidewalk sales because people took <laughs> goods out of the stores. They were not peaceful. I saw the broken windows. I saw the boarded up. I saw even the fire. And I have personal friends, including one uh, uh, military uh, doctor who was pummeled simply for getting in the way of of people who were, quote, peacefully protesting. They beat the hell out of this poor guy, 12 on one. So, no, I'm acutely aware that there was tons of violence. And only recently did people like the mayor of San Francisco actually begin to say, maybe we've got to crack down. But even when she said it, of course, she had to say, I'm going to make some people angry. It's like, who cares about the criminal element and those who support the criminal element? That's like saying, you know, well, I might make the drug dealers happy, unhappy if I actually crack down on fentanyl coming in and killing our and addicting mm-hmm. our children. So uh, this is a very important time, Mark, and I, and I appreciate you've been a stalwart on this. Uh, I will mention that uh, uh, I'm very disappointed uh, not for myself, but for this attempt to have good, honest redistricting. Uh, you saw it. Uh, they they packed my district oh, yeah. uh, so they could preserve the other four districts as, as Democrat districts. And that it's a shame because I know there were people on the commission who didn't mean to do it, but the process is broken. It is. And we're going to uh, talk more with Carl DeMaio about that after 1130 this morning as well. And, and of course, when you are officially designated from the 50th to the 48th, does that kick in after this year's elections? Does that start the first of next year, or, or when does that that numerical switch happen? January third of next year, after I'm reelected, ah. predicting that. Uh, one of the challenges is I have to move my district office because the city of San Marcos is no longer in my district. So uh, I'm already in the process looking for 10 months from now to find uh, something in Poway or in uh, North Escondido or one of the other places that's still in the district. 
Uh, so there are some disruptions that go with it. The biggest disruption, of course, is that if you look at mine and these other districts, uh, nobody ever tried to so- so- solve a jigsaw puzzle as complex as the way they they did this in order to create these, uh, you know, predictable districts. Um, you know, Charles Munger, who was the uh, the funder of this initiative, uh, is a centrist Republican who wanted us to have competitive districts. That was his hope. The one thing he didn't get out of this was competitive districts. Yeah, uh, you yeah, have best like laid mine. plans. That's right. Best plan. We got to run. We're over. Uh, we're over time here, and the trap door is opening. Well, have me back. Well, I sure will. Thank you, <laughs> Congressman Daryl Issa, and uh, we will uh, get a full report. I'm sure on uh, how things go on January 6th as well. So. Uh, Everything will be fine. Thank you much. San Diego's Talk, AM 760, or number 800-760-5362. So the President of the United States, that would be Joseph Robinette Biden, will be awakened and address the nation, uh, we're told, 11 o'clock our time. It's Tuesday afternoon, 2 p.m. East Coast. Uh, addressing the current wave of the Omicron coronavirus variant. And I wonder if this would be as contradictory as Fauci. You remember what Fauci said on Face the Nation on Sunday? He's talking about, you got to you gotta know these kids, a lot of the kids in hospitals are going there with COVID or they, they go with something else. And in other words, what we've been saying for about the last almost two years, uh, they're finally admitting that. And then... Rochelle Walensky, the head of the CDC, Centers for Disease Control, said going into the weekend that, um, you know, they're they're relaxing this, relaxing that and the cloth mask questions. And then Fauci's like, well, no, you got to keep doing all this and maybe you need a couple of different masks. And the CDC official guidance is still two or more cloth masks. And you have Scott Gottlieb, who was the uh, with the CDC before, who says, hey, it's airborne uh, unless you're close up close to somebody and they are teeming with COVID and spitting on you, then, you know, certain places you go, man, I'm going to wear the mask. Too close. You know where I definitely wear a mask? If I was taking public transportation in San Diego, think back to that, uh, the, the their biggest ridership day, I think, when they opened up the new line to UCSD and UTC. People got, because it was free, they were in there just crammed in. It's never really free. You're paying for it, but we pretend you're paying for it. But they were all crammed in, some with masks, some without I'm going to just go disinfect myself after that. I'm, I'm just saying. By the way, I meant, I meant to mention this yesterday. Um, the trolley, you saw the trolley was used as essentially a getaway car for that horrible person who pushed the guy to his death down at the Old Town train station. Hops on a trolley. And I will bet you that there was not enough security, COVID, COVID, to say, do you have a ticket, sir? Or are you, you know, are you involved in what just happened back there? Who's watching what? I think that's the most rhetorical question. Hey, I'm all for, I'm all for a reasonable mass transit, just not the 30 years of pie in the sky. What's the, the official number is 160 billion with a B. It's actually 270 billion. We talked to Rebecca Jones about that yesterday, uh, San Marcos mayor, who's also a part of the Sandag board. So, uh, and the bottom line on that, remember, Hassan Akrata, the executive director, admits that if he got everything his way, with all the, the choo-choos and the, the, the bike lanes everywhere and crawling lanes or whatever you're getting, something for everybody, 90% of the people would still be driving their cars in 30 years. <laughs> so, so let's go nuts. No, let's not. 
Uh, more on the Lorena Gonzalez departure from the California Assembly to run a big, fat labor union. And uh, that's cozy. And you know, the, the part of the backstory there is that her husband, Chair Nathan Fletcher of the County Board of Supervisors, is up for another term at the county this fall, right? So we'll we'll watch carefully the money. I'm sure it'll be all on the up and up, who gets donations from which labor interests, what have you. But this is also a long-term play because she can have that job for a long time. It's actually a perfect job for Lorena Gonzalez, who you know loves the union hierarchy. And even if the union rank and file aren't for it, she loves it anyway. Uh, on particular items. A lot of union members don't like union bosses taking their dues and playing politics with them. That's There's been opportunities over the years. Teachers unions like that, for example. Was it now $300 million, I think, in the last 30 years or something like that? California teachers unions have spent not on classroom supplies, but on politics, lobbying. You buy a lot of pencils, buy a lot of digits with that. Then there's the... The big headline today, here it is in the Union-Tribune. COVID pushes ERs close to capacity. Demand for testing spiking. Why is the demand for testing spiking? Because there aren't tests available. Why is that? Because the state and the feds didn't look at fall and winter saying, hey, it's now September. Let's order some tests. But see, I'm sure Biden at 11 o'clock today, if he's on time, will say, and we'll monitor that and share some of it. I'm sure he will say that, don't forget, I've got tests coming in the first arrived next week. Well, you won't be able to get them. But the problem now is we have conditioned so many Americans to think if they have a sniffle during winter, that it's time to go to the ER. And this isn't some new thing. People have been getting primary health care, especially undocumented visitors, for a long, long time. I remember having to go to the ER in, uh, what was it, 2013. It was like a November Monday, and it was starting to get cold. And I went in there, and I said, I think I'm having, uh, it was a blood pressure issue that I had to get regulated. But I, I said the magic words, I don't know, I might be having a heart attack, something going on. You mentioned that, you go to the head of the class, they'll get you in there. So if you go in there with a hangnail, say you're having a heart issue, and you'll go to the head of the class. I'm just saying that's, I'm not suggesting you lie about it, but I at that time, I wasn't sure. So they put me in, I'm in the ER, they finally get a bed. Okay, so they've been overcrowded. That was 2013. That was way pre-COVID. This is the, you talk to people who work in the ERs, it happens. So I asked one of the nurses on duty. I said, how many people were in the ER at a fine local hospital? Said 70, I think it was 73 or 74 people, all waiting. I said, how many of them really have desperate injuries? She said, not many. We take them right away. What are the other people doing there? Well, they've got the sniffles, they've this, they go there for primary health care. And a whole lot of people who are not part of homeless programs necessarily, they are urban outdoorsmen and women, you know, urban campers who decide, and this is exactly what the nurse told me. You know, this happens, the weather gets colder and people come in here because they know, going to get a warm place to stay, we'll do some tests, somebody else is going to pay for it, you get some food. I know it's hospital food, but even then, they make an attempt. They know this. The people who, who run the ambulances, paramedics. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I found this out last May. I asked a couple of paramedics when we were talking about COVID. What's the worst case you've seen? And they're all like, oh, the guy who got hit by a truck. And then the supervisor comes out and says, well, uh, cause of death, COVID. Is it? No, the guy got hit by a, by a truck. And the supervisor said, well, did you test him for COVID? Well, no, he got hit by a truck. Well, you didn't test him, so we'll put uh, with COVID. And then you follow the money. True story. That's all of these things I'm telling you the truth. So, so this is not some new thing. And I asked the, uh, the paramedics with this ambulance, I said, uh, is it true you sometimes refer to people on the street who work the system as frequent flyers? And they kind of went, <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you call 911, you go get the cozy bed. You go, That's part of the problem, too. But, but right now, apparently, the big surge, and the county put out a memo to hospitals, and the Union Tribune had a, a copy of this. I'll revisit some of this in a bit. But the, uh, the wording was essentially, uh, don't, don't come to, you know, let people know, don't come to the ER just because you want to get a test or because you have the sniffles. Save that. So now we're conditioned in the time of COVID to think that something that you always dealt with, that with which you always dealt for the grammar police, well, something like that, for years, now it's like, oh, I got a sniffle. I got a little, a little scratchy throat. I, it might be. Never mind. You're probably running the furnace because it's cold. You're drying out. You're not hydrated. You, you know, you're allergic to something. No, no, it's got to be COVID. I got a sniffle. I'm going to wait in line. Wait in line in the cold to get a test that may or may not be there. Then you get more sniffles. See? See what's going on? Am I the only one who's thinking clearly here? No, Kevin, you're thinking clearly. So I know our listeners are as well. More coming up in a minute. Jim Desmond, County Board of Supervisors member. That's going to be fun. He's back to work. We're going to talk with him coming up live next. San Diego's Talk, AM 760. buzz that Biden's uh, going to be more specific about, not necessarily when he speaks sometime next hour, that'll be mostly Omicron and testing and vaccinations and boosters and, you know, I'm sure he'll throw Build Back Better in there somewhere. But um, he's uh, he's also making more noise about, yeah, he's, he's running in 2024. That's, that's two years away. Every day is a little different. Uh, White House officials saying that Biden will deliver his remarks uh, following a briefing from members of his COVID-19 response team. I wonder which Fauci they're getting today. Fauci's been sometimes contradicting himself. Let me talk to myself about that. Super spread it. No, wait. Hey. The official says to TheHill.com, Biden will provide an update on efforts to fight COVID-19. Remember, he was, was going to all be done by now. That's what he ran uh, in the campaign. More deaths tagged with COVID in his administration first year than in the previous year with the orange man. Oh, he's going to emphasize the importance of vaccines, boosters, and mask wearing, even though there's contradictions on mask wearing. Maybe he's going to say, we're going to send masks. Maybe that'll be next. A half a gazillion KN95 masks. Yes, we'll all look like Howard the Duck. 
Look it up. San Diego's Talk AM 760. Jim Desmond is back. Uh, the San Diego Board of Supervisors, busy, 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 uh, never really stopping, uh, although there's a little bit of a break during the holidays. Happy New Year to you. And more of the same piled higher and deeper. Is that this year's slogan <laughs> down, down, down at headquarters? <laughs> appropriate yeah we just can't get off we can't get off this merry-go-round it just keeps going around and round and round and uh but uh you know unfortunately you know, i saw a headline today you know the ut put out a, a headline that said you know capacity we're at capacity for hospitalizations or something like that it's like you know we are not even right now at it uh, just over five percent of what we were uh, during covid we have like about two thousand people in the hospital. We have about six hundred now. Which so and there's a lot even... of there's a lot of beds available too, and that's the other thing. And yeah. I think that statewide we've got like eighty six thousand beds. I don't know, something like that number. So again, there can be overwatching and an abundance of caution and so forth. But I know the big headline today that we've been talking about, which you're also suggesting here, is how the ERs are close to capacity. Well, they're close to capacity because people are trying to get tests when they most likely don't need to, just because there's a nail or a sniffle and it must be COVID. So they're going out and overburdening the system as people always tend to do in the ERs, especially this time of year. So there's a lot of elements going on here. You can't tag it all with COVID, though some will try. Well, yeah, and I even heard some news report where they're saying, well, we're having to send uh, ambulances to other hospitals. And I mean, that's standard operating procedure. I mean, they, they don't, you know, sometimes the hospital will get overwhelmed and, and then, but we, we've got Countywide, plenty of capacity. You know, we don't. We, I, I don't. Not looking forward to filling it up, but we're not. And we're not even at fifty percent of of where we were. Just we're, you know, between twenty five and thirty percent of where we were when COVID was at its maximum. And to see headlines like our, you know, capacity is exceeded. It's it's not the case. And you know, I don't want to see anybody getting COVID, but. It's uh, or or the Omicron or whatever it's whatever people are calling it. Um, you know, it's just much more uh, you know transmittable, I guess, and uh, out there. But it's not as lethal. And and we've got the vaccines. The vaccines are out there if people want them. We've also got treatment. We got the monoclonal treatment. We got the you know the Pfizer and is in uh, coming out with pills here pretty soon. So we've got a lot of tools to fight against it and and to keep people out of hospitals. And and it's just unfortunately, you know, bad news and fear sells newspapers, and and unfortunately, uh, that's uh, what we have going on here. And and uh, we we do have people getting sick, so you got to take care of yourselves. But um, it's yeah. just that it's it, that your hair, our hair is not on fire. It's not not the time to be running around. Now, is there enough of the Regeneron, the monoclonal antibody treatment at the county's uh, facilities? I think there's four of them. Uh, a couple of may have changed, but is, is there enough of that? Because I'm hearing from some people not able to get through to those if they have a real, you know, more serious case or they're at a certain age level or have underlying conditions and they test positive for COVID in any form, any variant. But it's been more difficult for some to to connect with those. Or is that is that a shortage? Is it a supply chain issue, or is there no no deal? It was just luck of the draw for them. You know, I have I, I, I have not heard that we were having a shortage, but there still are. Um, That's I anecdotal. The supply people. is the supply is limited. Okay, so we don't have enough for everybody that calls in or everybody that gets COVID. COVID to get the monoclonal because they there is a, a I don't have the number off the top of my head, but there is a phone number uh, that people can call. And and that and then you know they'll 
kind of be pre-screened as to, you know, what, if you have any symptoms or, or, you know, your age and what your, if you have any other comorbidities or things like that. So there is, there, there's limited supply, but uh, I have not heard that there, we've had any shortage um, in, with, with the monoclonals at, at this point in time. Yeah. Uh, talking to Jim Desmond, County Board of Supervisors here in San Diego. Uh, I know that uh, Chair Fletcher went out yesterday to one of the COVID testing sites and uh, tried to cool people down a little bit and say there will be more tests on the way. And we, we know when there are more tests, uh, there are more positives. There's a lot of discussion within parts of the medical community. We've talked to some experts here even yesterday about that, that we should just stop doing some of that testing. Talk instead about ICUs and hospital beds and, and you know, what we know and what we don't know, as opposed to keeping up this scorecard that really is, is not accurate uh, with the number of positive uh, cases. And, and even, um, who is it, even... Um, Walensky at the CDC in the contradiction department said what many of our experts have been saying for the last almost two years, that if you get tested, you can have you, you may have had COVID, didn't know you had it. And then the uh, the cells, for lack of a better term, like the dead, the dead cooties are still sitting in your system. And Walensky said at the CDC up to 12 weeks. So if you're going in, if you're a habitual, I got to get tested every day. You're going to freak out because you, you, that may be reflecting, could be a false positive too, but it could also be that if you've had it uh, and didn't know you had it, or if you had it and it's been 12 weeks after you had it, yeah, so it's, and then you get into all the waiting periods and everything else. The contradictions are flying. I can't wait to see what Biden, how he crystallizes this, how they write it for him <laughs> for the next hour. I'm sure that'll clear up everything. But that's I that's one of the reasons, right? I mean, we're keeping this scorecard and we still see the death count. I mean, yesterday, I think San Diego County, seven deaths with COVID one way or another. But it's always the underlying conditions for the most part. There's a rare case where you say, oh, that's specifically from COVID. Um, obesity is a big problem, too. And they're just now starting to talk about that, sort of. So. Well, it, it's crazy. It's still, you know, I got a, a lot of grief over when I brought this up about a year ago, you know, that. And it's still like in the 95th or 96th percentile, it's very high, you know, comorbidities, you know, with, with COVID. So, uh, you know, not that I'm wishing COVID on anybody or anybody deserves to die, but it's just there's diabetes, obesity, and, and a hypertension. Uh, are, are kind of the three main, if you've already got one of those, you're much more susceptible. So you need to make, you know, take the precautions. If you, you know, the vaccine or the mask or things like that, if you have those, you know, those frailties or whatever, and, and your immune system is compromised, you need to protect yourself. But, you know, that doesn't mean the world has to stop and everybody has to stop going to work and, and uh, you know, businesses need to be shut down. We, you know, we're, we're kind of always on the edge of that precipice of, you know, well, what's the government going to do now? What are they going to shut down? Yeah, like, I don't paranoid. Think we need to do that. No. And I don't think that uh, if you had an honest conversation, I'm sure you will, with other members, including those across the aisle at the County Board of Supervisors, talking to Jim Desmond, by the way, sure. for just tuning in here on AM 760, that, that you would see anybody really at least overtly eager to say, let's shut down some stuff. But you and I both know that the temptation is great. The uh, the election year is upon us now. So a lot of people are saying, well, maybe I don't need to do this. They'll have others do the bidding. It could be OSHA. It could be another agency. I mean, Dr. Wooten, bless her heart, has been very, very uh, quiet on the press conference availability since like September. So you see these tweets going out and you'll see you know, a memo back door somewhere and and again, we're operating under a state uh, guidance right now, which is not even 
Now, on the indoor masking, not even an edict, an official executive order from Newsom. He hadn't touched it either. That's curious, isn't it? It, it is. And I think, you know, the, the pushback, you know, from a lot of people is, is having an effect on, the, on politicians, you know, making these types of medical decisions. And, and they really kind of are out of their lane in doing that. So there has been some pressure. But like I said, we have more tools now than we had, you know, a year ago as far as, you know, the vaccines and as far as the treatment and, and, and things like that coming out and, and much more information. But, you know, it's ironic how CDC has, they, they, I noticed last week, some, sometime during the week where they changed their prediction of, you know, the, uh, how much, um, how much of the percentage of Omicron, uh, uh, variant testing positive. They said like 70% or on the high 70% percentile uh, of the positive test for Omicron. And then they, then they, lowered it down to 22% like the next day. And it's like, you know, so there, <laughs> there's a lot we don't know. And, and I, I think, you know, we got to take approach to it and, and common sense and learn to live with this thing. Because as these variants are going to continue, they may be more contagious, but they're less, less lethal, less deadly. And, and I think we have to, you know, get on with life. And hopefully That's right. in 2022, COVID is in the rearview mirror and the economy is going forward. And, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> And it's campaign season, so things are going to get crazy. you got to learn to live uh, with COVID like we learn to live with all the other stuff that's been out there and it's still out there in the flu season. Some of the greatest hits, uh, you know, SARS, swine flu, H1N1, all in the mix there one way or another. Jim Desmond, thank you for your common sense, logical thinking. Good luck with that at the uh, <laughs> the den of iniquity uh, down on, uh, on Harbor Drive at the San Diego County all Board right. of Supervisors. Keep us posted. Thanks, Jim. All right. Be safe. Thanks, Thanks. Mark. San Diego's Talk AM 760. Your thoughts, 800-760-5362. The, uh, the president is supposed to speak in the next hour. They say 11 o'clock our time. We'll see. Uh, he's talking about COVID, talking about Omicron, and Lord knows what else. Uh, he'll, he'll again talk about vaccinations and boosters as if they're just first coming on. And, and I wonder if he'll resist the temptation to talk about, you know, January 6th, the insurrection's coming up, uh, the anniversary. Uh, he's going to talk about that on Thursday. Oh, boy. San Diego's Talk, AM 760. Almost 100 million people listen to podcasts every month, and we're recognizing the best of the best. Check out the more than 275,000 of the best podcasts right now. Do that. Do that. Drop everything you're doing. Check them out right now, all of them, and let us know on the iHeartRadio app. I'm just giving them, you know, suggestions. Call in and go, can't go to work. I might have COVID. I got, I got sniffles. I better stay home. And I'm going to uh, analyze 275,000 podcasts. I mean, we're in there. We got the podcast too. Go to 760radio.com. So, so you're going to sense this. And I told you about this even over the holiday season because we were here on the Mark Larson show, live and local every day, as we are every day from 10 to noon. I talked about as January 6th comes up, the great distractor, not an insurrection. It was stupid with the people who went and did stupid things big time. It was also indefensible and still not explained fully under oath uh, as, as to what Nancy Pelosi knew. You know, Daryl Issa, a congressman, was with us last half hour talking about the uh, the Pelosi dropped ball, to say it gently, you know, the Capitol Police. And by the way, Capitol Police now, I think, are under the jurisdiction of the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin. And we hope he's resting comfortably because he tested positive with COVID. We think he's fine. 
but he's got more influence at the Department of Defense over capital security now. And yes, they're talk again about maybe more National Guard will be there just to kind of get people to go back to remember how crazy it was a year ago and people stormed. And I'm, I'm not defending the storming of the Capitol at all. Most of the people who were there, the hundreds of thousands, didn't do that. But the way this is being framed and you know, Lynn Cheney over on you know, the Republican name only and Kinzinger from Illinois, back my hometown, he, he's disgraced that district, the 16th in, in Rockford. But those are the two Republicans, the name only on there. And, and this is the current Russia, Russia, Russia. If you can talk about this and, oh, they're going to talk about it. The, the network's already doing this last night. Saying, here's a picture. Here's Trump again. And, and look at the people. And they, and they get the crazy shots from January 6th, even though the government still hasn't explained what really happened fully with Ashley Babbitt. The, the only direct casualty and the, the networks and members of Congress have been all over the road without facts in many cases. Hundreds. Of, it was at uh, Ilan Omar and some of the other ones talking about the hundreds or just dozens of people killed. And really, Matt Walsh on his blog just posted this. The January 6th rioters were very stupid. They are paying an extremely hefty price for their stupidity now. They were not insurrectionists. And see, that's the word that's like the word this week in all the coverage. And I'm sure Biden will talk about that. If not today, he'll get into it because he's given a speech on Thursday. All about our democracy. Walsh says they never posed the slightest threat to our system. They didn't. Oh, but what about the guy with the horns on his head? And the, What kind of a weapon did he have again? How did they get in there in the first place? There were there were all, all kinds of advanced blurbs out there making the rounds that they might want to put some extra security on. But instead, you get all this sort of almost like being invited in. And there's so many questions on that. But I'll agree. It was a stupid move. We were saying that that was happening on our show last January 6th. And I said, this isn't going to this isn't, you know, playing out well. This is I even said it was stupid at the time because most people didn't do that. They have 700 some people who have been charged with one thing or another. And a lot of that, I mean, a year later, they're still, they don't really want to tie up any of those loose ends because this is supposed to keep on going every year. It's now been two years. Next year, it'll be two years. Then it'll be three years since the insurrection. Matt Walsh says they're not insurrectionists. They never posed the slightest threat to our system. They were not going to overthrow the government and weren't trying to. Some of them just got real stupid. Hey, we can go in. Let's get some pictures. And then there's still the mystery. These other videos you see from the Capitol uh, security cams. And you see these people coming in where they're in like full fatigues. And we still haven't got a lot of explanations of who was doing what then. Who was stirring up people who might be willing to be stirred up. That's as old as history. You go out there and plant some things and go to the most vulnerable and see if you can get them to do crazy things. And then you'll say, well, it wasn't us. It was them. Mm. So President Biden getting ready for his remarks, whatever they're going to be here after 11 o'clock about COVID. Biden tweeted, get ready for this. This is fresh stuff. Get vaccinated and get boosted. It's free. It's convenient. It saves lives. And it's your patriotic duty, he said. Cheryl Atkinson, who used to be over at CBS, just tweeted, according to scientists, here's a fact, not everyone should get vaccinated. Vaccines are free at the moment, but our tax dollars paid for them. Uh, oh, there's more on that. And we'll see what Biden says coming up next hour on AM 760. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.